What is up, people? This is Abraham Walker. This is episode one of Raising Baby Men. I am your co-host for this podcast series. Uh, My wife has agreed to also come on to this show every now and then. Uh, I'll try to get her on, maybe do a couples episode. Um, But this show is a vision of mine to pass along or pass down my uh, philosophies, the family philosophies, uh, share some stories, uh, maybe interview a couple proactive parents, some parents that have some a unique unique way of looking at the parenting uh, process. Uh, yeah, and so so how did this show come about? Uh, if you know me personally, um, then you know that I have a very unique way of looking at the world, and I actually try to test things out on my family. So I I view raising kids as an experiment. Right? And so if you have an experiment, then you most likely have an idea of how you would like that experiment to end. Maybe you have a hypothesis. And so my hypothesis is that as a parent, my goal, my I judge my success on whether or not my boys become men. I know that becoming a man isn't something that actually happens um, regularly, right? Even if you meet an adult. Uh, human male. I think there's a difference between a male and a man, right? I think that I think that a lot of parents are raising that have boys. I have two boys. I think a lot of parents that are raising kids are raising males uh, and not men. And and when I when I think about uh, a man, uh, my definition of a man is it's somebody who uh, contributes to the to the community who looks for places to bring value to the network, right? And so whatever that network is, that's how I view, that's what I, I view as a, a man. And this, and this definition, as you can see, can apply to any sex, right? Um, it's just that I, I only have boys. So, so it doesn't make sense for me to call this show Raising Baby Humans um, or Adults. I, I have boys, so... That's why the title is Raising Baby Men. Okay, so let's start off the first show with um, one of the popular topics that I get asked about uh, regularly. Um, And it is the topic about um, I was paying my kids to read books, adult books, and how it backfired on me. So so I have uh, two kids. I have an older son. Abraham Walker II. Uh, his nickname is Abraham Walker II. Uh, he was born in uh, 2008. I have a younger son. His name is Theodore Walker, and his nickname is, as you can imagine, uh, Theodore Walker. So I was on Facebook one day, and I, I came across uh, this idea um, from one of my Facebook friends. His name is Seth Campbell. And Seth was sharing uh, one of his experiments that he was running with his kids. I don't remember what he was paying his kid to do, um, but I think it was centered around books. I think he was paying his kid to read read books. And so when I saw the idea, I I thought to myself, you know what? That seems like a very good idea to pay your kids to read books. And I believe that his... his, um, his experiment was also that he was going to pay his kid to read, um, you know, adult books, not not kid books. I mean, kids, um, we live in Northern Virginia. 
which is a very, um, it's considered to be an affluent area. It's a very high cost of living area, great public schools, a lot of two-parent homes. Uh, a lot of kids here read books. So it's not, it's not anything special to read books in our area. Um, so, and my kids read a lot of books too, because we go to the library. Uh, despite the fact that I didn't grow up uh, reading books at all, I didn't read a, I didn't read my first book until maybe I was 23, 24. Um, so, so it was, it was a foreign concept to me. I just knew that I, I wanted to raise the boys differently, right? And so books were, were very important to how I was able to transform my mindset. And so I wanted to give my boys this ability to look for answers in books. And so when I saw Seth's uh, post about his experiment with his kids, I was like, perfect. I'm going to run that experiment through my family. I didn't immediately run with it, though. I wanted to think about it. I wanted to perfect the idea. And so this is what I came up with. So um, Seth's idea was to uh, pay his kid to read books. My idea was to take a principle that I learned from the millionaire real estate agent uh, written by Gary Keller. Because I'm a real estate agent. And so a lot of my books are really about personal development, uh, about ways to make more money, ways to uh, market your properties, or market your services, right? So it's, it's a lot of marketing and business books that I read. Well, in that book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, uh, they talk about a concept about how Warren Buffett um, read The Intelligent Investor 12 times before he um, started to implement the practices. And so I wanted to marry the idea of reading a book, reading a book 12 times um, with paying my boys money, right? For, to read their books, read books. And so my son at the time was only seven years old. So my I couldn't even run this experiment on my five-year-old. He, he wasn't he wasn't of the age to where we could run this experiment on. So so my my oldest son, um, he's a he's a little bit uh, not He's a little brighter. Um, he catches on a little bit quicker. Um, my oldest son. So, so this experiment on my oldest son, you you would also, if you knew him, you you would also say, I could see that. I could see, I could see him testing that that idea on him, right? And so, so I present the idea to my oldest son. And so this is how this is how how the idea works. Um, every time you read the book you get paid money. But you have to read the same book over and over again until you get to 12. And the way the payment structure works is on the first on the first go around, you get paid $10, right? Second time, you get paid $20, third time $40, so on and so forth, right? So so there's an opportunity to make a decent amount of money. So this is what I wanted to do, though. I wanted to I, I don't like chores. I don't like people paying their kids for chores. I'm not that type of person. Um, you you have to do chores because you live in the house. I don't I don't I don't make you breakfast because I love you. I make you breakfast because it's a it's an obligation. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the job. It came with the job. I'm doing my job. What is your job and what are you going to do? Right. And so I don't look at chores that way. Um, that's. Like I said, this is why I started this podcast because I, I have a unique way of looking at things, right? So, so we wanted to, and I, I don't want to say we either because my wife wasn't on board with this idea. She was totally against it, actually, um, and she just thought it was too much pressure on the kid to read a 350-page book, um, an adult book with 
with words he doesn't understand. Uh, she just thought it was a lot. And and I told her at the time, I said, it is a lot. It is a lot. But I want him to grow into the conversation that we have around him. I want, to, I want him to grow into this book because I think that this book, the book that I introduced to him at the age of seven, could transform the way he sees the world. It could transform his life forever. Not just this one time. He can always go to the book. He can always found. He can always seek counsel in the book, even in the future when maybe we are at odds. Maybe we don't. We're not speaking, but he goes to the book to find his answers. And, and yeah, so so that was one of the reasons why. Right, I wanted him to have a a place to go to find answers. I also wanted, to have, wanted him to have money. I wanted him to start to buy his own things, things that he wants, right? Because I, I look at, I look at the, uh, I look at it as two phases, right? You have needs and you have wants. As a parent, my, my responsibility is to provide you with your needs. Wants are optional. Your wants are not my responsibilities. Those are your responsibilities. My, your needs are my responsibility. You need to have a roof over your head. That's my responsibility. You need to have two meals a day. That's my responsibility. Maybe three. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody has to show me the rules. Um, there's, you know, you need to have clothing, right? Certain clothing, not all clothing. Certain clothing you need to have. That's a need. Ice cream is a want. <laughs> That's not a need. That's not a need. Uh, so I wanted to start to have this needs versus wants conversation at very, very, very early age, right? I want to, I want them to grow into this conversation, right? So we have. We have this idea with the books, right? Paying him to read the book. And so I presented the idea to my son one day, and I, I just told him, I said, hey, you know, I, I have this idea for you where you would, um, you know, you you read a book and you get you get paid every time you read the book. And so so as the as the as the intervals increase, the the challenge of reading the book become the book becomes more challenging. Right. And so at the very beginning, on, on the first try, the first go around where he gets ten dollars, he he just he just has to read through the book. Nothing else. It's just a simple reading through the book. Um, he just has to prove that he read it. So we put together some structure around him reading the book. I think it was five pages a day, five or ten pages a day. Um, and and he was able to make it through the first time. But then the second time came around, he had to write quotes every time he read his segment, right? So if it was five to 10 pages a, a day, the second time around, he had to write, he had to, he had to take a journal and he had to write five to 10 things in that, out of that book. Third, third, third uh, time around, same thing. We had, we ratcheted up the system. So we were, we were constantly ratcheting up the system to where, because the amount of money that he was making was increasing, also the amount of work that was that was required to earn that money also increased, right? So just like in real in the real world, uh, where if you would like to make more money, then most likely you are also asking for more responsibilities. Um, and so I wanted to teach this concept to him at a very early age, right? Tie that to his wants. Um, the philosophy thing, that's my thing. The him him using the book in the future to want to to develop himself or to want to seek counsel from the book. That's a thing that I believe is a, a future, um, a future goal, future aspiration. 
I think it's a concept the kid can't get. I think the money, though, I think that he doesn't have money. This is how he earns money. I think that this was a much easier way for him, him to get this lesson. So, fast forward, this idea fails, right? I, I want to make sure that I'm respectful of your time. So let's we can get to the point. This idea failed. It failed for a couple reasons. One, I didn't have complete buy-in with my wife. Right? I didn't have complete buy-in with my wife, and and that was really not my wife's fault, though. That was my fault because I um, bogarted this idea into the family. I didn't sit my wife down and or request a sit-down meeting with her to kind of discuss this idea. Um, I didn't get her feedback on the idea. And I think even when she did share her feedback, I didn't listen. Right. I had this idea. Seth Campbell is doing it. I want to do it with my kids, but I want to ratchet the idea up a little bit because I see some flaws in the idea. or I see some opportunities for growth. And that was the first reason why the idea failed. The second reason the idea failed is at the time that I implemented the idea, I was very busy at at work, right? So I was busy, very busy with the business or at work. And I really did, I didn't have enough time to um, inspect what I expected, right? And so my son saw that. And so my son saw my lack of commitment to, to check on him. He saw my half assness towards this idea and he took advantage of that right and he did the he did the right thing he did what people are supposed to do which is when you have someone who is just giving you task after task to do they look for loopholes and so he looked for the loophole and and he was he he did what he's supposed to do so this isn't something to say that he he did something wrong or or are right. It's just to say that 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 I can understand why he did that. Now, those were two reasons why the idea backfired. The third reason why it backfired is my sons have never really wanted for anything. The whole idea of desire was new to my kids. They just really never wanted much, right? We're very much late. We're we're laid back parents in the sense that we are not um, we're not money centered. Um, we are also we are we do not put ourselves in a position to um, placate ourselves to anyone as well. So we are very much my wife and I both have this uh, trait where you know. We don't, we don't, we don't bind ourselves to individuals, right? Like we just, we're very self-sufficient, both of us, right? And so, so my kids see that. And I think that they, they don't see that, that we're really trying to please anyone, right? Um, And so they're, they're similar in that regard in that they are not, they're, they're keeping their liabilities low, right? Because if you, the, the, the way you get desire, the way you want things, uh, that are outside of your needs is that usually you maybe are trying to get something that you haven't really worked for, right? Or something that, that 
something in the future. But what what do you at a, at seven years old like? What is the future for you? Not much, not much, right? So, so my my son didn't really have a vision for what he was going to do with the money. So really, the money really wasn't really there was no need for the money, right? So there was even one instance I, I remember where. Uh, my sons had been reading their books and we, we orchestrated something for Theodore to participate and also make money uh, doing some activities because Theodore wanted to participate. And so they um, I also came up with this idea to put all their money in a water jug, one of those one of those five gallon water jugs where you could just see straight through it. And the goal was to um have them see the money build up over time, right? Because if you put it in a bank account, it's not the same thing. Electronic money is not the same as seeing money grow. And so I wanted them to have this, this visual, right? This visual relationship to their efforts and money growing, right? Over time. It's slow, but it is growing over time. Well, fast forward to maybe Abraham has now read the book four times, three or four times. And, um, and the money is, you know, starting to accumulate. And so then I asked Abraham, I said, Hey son, um, congratulations on making it through the book these four times. Is there anything you want to purchase with your money? And he looked at me, he was very surprised. He was surprised by the answer. I mean, the question he said, um, dad, you know, I never really, I never really thought about spending the money. I said, what do you mean? He said, Dad, I, I have everything I would want. I don't really I don't really know of anything I would want to buy. He looked so confused. He was so content. And I couldn't blame him, right? Like we we we've done a great job on our side of Make ensuring that he doesn't necessarily have, he keeps his want meter very low, right? So his want meter, we want to keep that desire meter very low within some type of attainable zone, right? To keep to 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 minimize uh, him not liking himself, right? Like him being displeased with himself. Like I just. Like judging himself, like we want to take that judgment away from him. I think a, a easy way to take judgment away from somebody is to to kind of remove that that want and desire, right? But that you know the the whole paying paying my child to read books backfired because of of those three things, right? I didn't have my spouse on board. I wasn't committed to the time required to implement the idea, and my son had no desire to spend the money. I don't know what you would take away from this episode because I want to end it right now. It's almost a 20 minute mark. I think 20 minutes is enough. Um, I guess I can end it with this. If, if you're going to try a similar, you know, similar, similar idea, um, make sure you get your spouse on board. Make sure you start to think about a, if you have enough time in your schedule to commit to implementing this idea. Ideas are worthless. Ideas are worthless. Nobody cares about your ideas. But if you do have something you believe that's of value and you make time to implement it, then you can make the idea valuable through your effort, through your energy, energy, through your through your um, 
investment, right? Um, so fast forward, that was what, seven, eight, so yeah, so my kid's 11 now, so, so that's about four years now. Um, fast forward, and uh, my son still remembers principles from that book. He does. Uh, it was such a great idea. It was a great idea. Um, while it backfired on me, it also really assisted me with uh, our future projects, right? Uh, because uh, I don't know if you if you know me personally, then you already know what the name of the book is. Uh, but for those of you who are just tuning in, welcome. Welcome to this episode. Um, for the individuals who are just tuning in, the, the name of the book is uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And this uh, this book is just so delicious, right? It, it, it was because my son has read the book so many times, we can have conversations using the book as our vocabulary, right? Like I can talk to him about concepts that he's going through right now, challenges he's going through right now, using the book as a guide for the conversation. It was an ingenious idea that I did not plan for the 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 benefit that we that we received now I didn't plan for that right so that was just serendipitous and it just worked out well right uh, it worked out very well so I would highly recommend that you find a book right because this is raising baby men so I should end with some type of homework for you um, your parent reading this or watching this find a book challenging book, a book with philosophies, right? A book with uh, a book that'll teach your kid how to think about things, right? A, a book that will teach your kid how to process information because that's what you, but that's what you want. Um, you don't, you don't want to, to just, just show your kids everything, right? You want to give your kids a framework for how to look at the world. And so I feel that the seven habits of highly effective people is very effective at this. I still use the, the seven habits of highly effective people to process my life as a 37-year-old man. Um, and so once you pick this book, once you pick this concept and you pay your kid to read it, just know they don't need to, they don't need to make it all the way to 12 for you to still get the benefit. You still got the benefit. And so this book has really assisted us in in raising our baby men. Let me know what you think about this. I want to. I want to hear your thoughts and comments. Uh, if you've done a similar project, right? If you have a Seth Campbell in your life that 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 runs experiments similar to this, and you've tried this experiment on maybe your kids, let me hear about it. You can. Um, I think this program has a way for you to leave me a message. Um, leave me a message. Leave me a message. Um, just call into the show, leave me a message about, about how you have used or implemented a similar, similar idea. Well, we've come to the end of this particular episode. I think it went well. I, you know, it's my first one. I, I, not that I had low expectations or high expectations, but I really feel like this came together. I felt, I feel like this came together. I felt like it was useful. Hopefully my kids, when they listen to this in the future, they gain some information from this. I also want to just let them know, Abraham II specifically, I apologize for not uh, committing myself as far as my time towards you. 
I know that you probably saw me committing my time to business and and um, yeah. So so when you do listen to this, just know I apologize. I think that's enough for the first episode. Um, I will see you. Well, thank thank you for listening. Thank you for if you made it to this part of the episode. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And uh, I I look forward to talking to you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you.